0: Hello everyone and welcome to Mike Springston FFC podcast, Coaching You in the Word. We're glad to have all of those of you from around the world who download our uh, program and study the Word of God along with us. And we want to invite you as always to contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, Ministries.com. FFCMA.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapels Messaging. We are thrilled when we look up and see that you are downloading the uh, teachings and the preaching. Uh, we pray that God is opening all of our eyes to the truth of His Word. Tonight, today, we're going to share with you a message we preached last night on September the 4th of 2022 entitled, When They Got What They Wanted and They Lost What They Had. I know you will enjoy it. We're going to enter into that message right now, and I'll be back with you at the conclusion of that message. Hello, everyone. It's 6 p.m. on Sunday evening and time for our Sunday evening Bible study. Tonight, we're going to be working with psalms 106 15 i want you to know that i missed you this morning in our sanctuary uh, i heard you had a great time with jamie red i was glad about that glad that jamie was able to come and fill in and minister to you we had a wonderful time at winston-salem first and so um we um uh, certainly did enjoy hearing that things went so well at Family Fellowship Chapel today. And we're very appreciative to Jamie Red for um, uh, c- coming to fill in for us and um, uh, doing that so readily. And we love uh, Brother and Sister Red and really appreciate them. Tonight, we're going to look at Psalms 106.15 as our basic uh, text for the evening. I want to tell you that um, uh, we want to welcome all of those of you on, up on my uh, on my uh, thing and I tried to get it off, and so I apologize for that. I want to welcome all of those of you that are listening to us will be listening to us tonight on family Facebook uh, Chapel's um, post. and those of you that are listening to us on Mike Springston FFC podcast coaching you in the word those of you that will be joining us through lift him higher radio uh, and those of you that will also uh, get this on youtube hi uh, dina and jamie i uh, again want to tell you thank you so much for being with us this morning Uh, our people enjoyed it i appreciate it your men and women of god And we just appreciate your availability and appreciate the ministry that you do, not only in pulpit ministry, but in community ministry. And we pray God's richest blessings upon you and your ministry. And, of course, I'll see you at the um, meeting, evangelism board meeting in October and look forward to to doing that. Hi, Sharon. Um, So this, this evening we're going to speak on this topic. Uh, The topic is when they got what they wanted and they lost what they had. It comes from Psalms 106, uh, 15. Let's read the scripture and get started in the word. And he gave them their requests, but sent leanness into their soul. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We pray that you'll open our eyes, that we can see in our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. We pray that you'll allow it to aplast our heart and then be changed into the image of your dear Son. We surrender, yield, and sanctify ourselves so that we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit tonight as Jesus speaks from the throne room of God through the Holy Spirit, delivering His Word revealing his word we receive that word tonight and we release it through our faculties into the hearts and lives of our people and those that listen may you bless your word we give you praise in the name of jesus christ our high priest our lord and our god amen and amen when they got what they wanted and they lost what they had isn't that just a microcosm of what's going on in our world today I want to tell you that there's a couple of groups of people that have gotten what they wanted and they lost what they had. And the first one is the church. They got what they wanted and they lost what they had. They got the idea of having big crowds and they lost the spirit of God. They got the idea of inclusion, tolerance and acceptance. And they lost the truth of God's word. They got what they wanted, but they lost what they had. What a sad commentary concerning the modern-day church. We got a message of self-help, self-hope, self-direction, self-thought, self-this, self-that, self-the-other. Positive thinking, mental assent. We could become whatever we wanted to become if we thought about it hard enough is the message. We've got the message of prosperity. We can become rich if we just give enough. We got what we wanted, and we lost what we had. Well, what we had was the Spirit of God. We had the moving of the Spirit of God, the direction of the Spirit of God. We had Him interacting with us. We had Him directing us. We had Him instructing us. We had Him communicating with us, and we threw that all away to open the doors so that we could preach a message that would line the pockets of the church, that would fill the offering plate, make sure we had our tithe met, but yet do nothing to minister to the needs and the hurting people. Think about it. We got what we wanted. We got nice edifices that are worth millions of dollars, but we have no power. We don't understand the love of God. We don't understand the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't recognize that Jesus Christ is our man in the Godhead who is speaking to us from the Holy Spirit. So we eliminated the voice of the Holy Spirit by preaching and teaching against him. I heard a man on the radio the other day saying anybody that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit is demonic we got what we wanted we have churches with no power we have people that uh are calling themselves preaching the gospel saved that are working out of the intellect and telling people how to live for god out of the intellect out of their own mind yes we got what we wanted but we lost what we had we got the ability to stand up and proclaim That the Holy Spirit went out here and there and didn't work here and there and was no more for our generation. We have the ability to stand and proclaim that the grace of God makes it all good for you. All you have to do is believe and once you're saved, you're always saved whether you love him back and live for him back or not. Yes, we got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. We got shallow. Depthless, worshipless, praiseless people who are coming into houses of worship that are dark, covered in, shrouded in black, calling themselves worshiping God. Well, what a life we've lived, my friends. We got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. What a sad commentary. What a sad moment in time. And we wonder why our world is in such peril. We in the church have worried over what's next and what's going to happen and how the Christians are going to be handled. And we have just wondered what in the world we're going to do. And some say, where is God and why didn't God? How come God didn't? I just don't understand God. Has God just lost his love for his people? No. We got what we wanted. And we lost what we had. We became accepted uptown. We became accepted at the golf club. We became accepted in the social economy of our culture and our society. But we lost what we had. Which was an ability to go to God in prayer and an ability to see God move on our behalf. An ability to assemble ourselves together in the Holy Spirit. Move and speak and lead, guide and direct us into truth and show us things to come. Yes, we got what we wanted. We got ourselves to be the same in doctrine, in understanding as every other church. We took the names of denominations off of our billboards so that we could attempt to fool people to think that who we were is the same thing as everybody else. Yes, we got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. We lost the ability, my friends, to see the Holy Spirit orchestrate to see the, the Holy Spirit give us words to speak in our daily life. We also lost the ability to sense and know the protective power of the Holy Spirit that would make mountains become plains in our lives. Now we are inundated with crime. We're inundated with evil. We're inundated with hatred. And the church wonders how could that have ever happened. I'll tell you, we got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. We just wanted to be accepted. We wanted everybody to look like us. We wanted to think like them. We wanted to dress like them. We wanted to sing like them. We wanted to perform like them. We wanted them to feel ex- ex- just... uh, All fuzzy feeling when they came into the church We never wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit Or the gifts of the Spirit To be used because We didn't want to run anybody away We got what we wanted But we lost what we had My God What a sad commentary So the writer of Division 106 Of the book of Psalms in verse 15 is speaking to Israel and he said, he granted their request. Now do not think that the word of God is not a repeatable action. What you see repeated at one place in the word of God, you will always see repeated again. God seems to have this ability in the word of God to let it happen and see how we respond. And then let it happen again and see how we respond yes he granted their request but sent leanness to their land now we would all agree that our world has not reached its current condition without a lot of neglect i told you that one group has got what they wanted and lost what they had and i expressed that to be the church the second group is the worldly they got what they wanted and they lost what they had well what did they have pastor well they had a church world praying for them they had a mother and a father generally praying for them they had grandmothers and grandfathers praying for them they got what they wanted but the church now is so powerless that even those that wanted to declassify the church And make the church come into something that would accept anything and everything. They are now living without the potential covering of what the church could do for them because the church doesn't know what to do. Yes, everybody loses when we get what we want and we lose what we have. Yeah, the world feels like that they are in a position of comfort. They feel like they're in a position where everything in their world, but they didn't realize that the Holy Spirit is drawn back now. The Holy Spirit is removing himself from the folly and foolishness of this world. I did not say that he has left the economy of earth because he has not. But I said he is removing himself from the drawing and the calling of those that are living in direct, dynamic rebellion before God. Yes, the church got what it wanted and lost what it had, but so is the world. The Holy Spirit is withdrawing his calling upon their lives. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I've watched the depths of sin and evil to which they seem to gravitate and navigate. I watch it. You can't miss it. Those that fall deeper and deeper into the darkness of sin and evil, those that fall deeper and deeper into the clutches and the bondage and slavery of sin, how are they getting there? Because the drawing of the Holy Spirit that would keep them from going there has removed himself from from their life. Yes, my friend, we get what we want and we lose what we have. And It just didn't happen to the church. It's happened to people. It's happened to our society. There's no doubt that neglect has brought these two entities into a downward spiral of which the church... When it does talk about sin, repentance, redemption, regeneration, doesn't really have the gravity of ability to speak to it in words that people would recognize and say, yes, that's me. I need to change. I need to be transformed. You know why? I'll tell you if you want to know. Because we don't understand the love of God. Matter of fact, we don't understand love, period. Oh, bastard, now come on. No, we don't understand it. Almost 70% of those that say they're in love and get married today, almost 70%, find out they didn't really understand love, they don't know love, they don't understand what to do in love, and therefore, they sever what they called was a love relationship. Now, about the only love relationship that we really have any kind of understanding about is the love relationship of birth. Now, that has become questionable in our day and age. Why? Well, because we abort those, and then we don't really rear those to whom we have birthed. Now, there once was a time when birthing blood meant something in this country. Let me tell you how it's viewed now. I'm blood family. I'm family based on who I run with, not who I'm birthed to. I'm family Based on who seems to show me the most interest, who seems to give me the most, who seems to provide me with the most, that's my family. Used to be that your family was a blood family. It's not anymore. We don't understand love. People are doing things in our society outside the understanding of love every day. Evil things outside the understanding of love. Now, how did that happen? Because the church doesn't understand love. You know, Peter didn't understand love when Jesus talked to him in John chapter 21. Because when he asked him, Do you love me? he asked him, Do you love me from your inner spirit? Is do you love me from the love of God? Peter kept saying, I love you from my head. Look at Peter. Peter was a great man. He went through more trouble. His mouth got him in trouble. He would say something great that seemed spiritual and then go cussing. Huh? That's what a head love does to you, my friend. That's why our lives, our our marriages are ending in 70% or right at it divorces. Because you're trying, we're trying to love out of our head. Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? Now, do you really love me? Do you love me with the love of God? Have you understood the love of God? I preached on this just a moment this morning, but I think it's appropriate that I mention it. When Paul said that he was giving to the people in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that he was preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified, and demonstrating that to them, what Paul was demonstrating was what love had done on the inside of him. The demonstration of the Spirit was how the Spirit of God had transformed him on the inside. And therefore, he was producing the love of God, not out of his head, but out of his spirit. So we have eliminated the understanding of love. We've eliminated the understanding of grace. We got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. Now the world in the same turn misunderstands love completely because they think love is inclusion. They think love is tolerance. They think love is acceptance. None of that, of course, is true. We live in a world that is suffering from the neglect of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, reverence, And good judgment. You know what those are, friend? They are the seven spirits of God. In which Jesus rested in. According to Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. And Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18. They are the things of which he operated. We lack that today. We got what we wanted. We have a lot of head knowledge. We have a lot of education. But we neglected the things That would keep us under the covering of the word and ways, plans and provisions of God. Now, why would we do that? Why would we choose evil? Because it looks good to us. It fulfills the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. My friend, we're getting what we want, but we're losing what we have. Now, the sinner is not neglecting his role to perpetrate evil and to live life being self-serving and self-centered. He's not neglecting that. But he's getting worse at it. He's falling into a deeper and deeper hole. So the neglect has come from those, there's real neglect that's come from those who have the power to impact and influence the behavior of their culture. So the greatest neglect has come not from the people because they are in transgression, iniquity, lost peace. Their physical and spiritual self is in turmoil. They have rejected the word of God. But those who have the ability, who can know God... And be the ones to impact and influence their culture. They're the ones. Who not only have lost that impact and influence. But they thought. They were getting what they wanted. But they lost what they had. The neglect. Our culture, our country, and our world suffers right now. Is the neglect that has come from the church of God, or those that call themselves the church of God. In Psalms 106, we see a writing by David that defines the breakdown of a society and the subsequent devastation of a culture. Did you hear me? That breakdown didn't happen by accident. That's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Our breakdown in this world didn't happen by accident. It didn't happen by political regime, my friends. It didn't happen by a political, by a former political regime or the regime before that or before that or before that. No, no. It happened by the breakdown of the church. It happened by the mispreaching, misrepresentation of the Word of God. Now, this thing didn't happen by accident, it didn't happen in a corner. Nah, we got what we wanted, and we lost what we had. Now, text today, we're going to be identifying the granting of a request and the resulting ref- uh, effects. I'm going to show you the impact of what happens as I go through this message, and I probably won't get through it all tonight. But before I do so, I want to preface what I'm going to reveal in the scripture by sharing some practical information. In our current church world, we see a lot. As I've mentioned, we see a church flocking to self-help ministries. We see preachers as motivational speakers. Oh, they're the greatest thing in the world because they made me feel better. We like to be told we can live our best lives now and we enjoy that old prosperity gospel, don't we? Our church world flocks to the things that have kernels of truth in order to pursue by chasing kernels of truth what's really in the depths of their heart. We often get hurt and hurt others and suffer the consequences of our fleshly desires. In many cases, this leads to a lifetime of scars that sometimes lead people to be so frustrated with God and the church that they abandoned their faith. Oh, my Lord, Mike. Listen, the church now has people falling away more than ever in the history of the church, leaving the church and not coming back. Why? Because we got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. Well, according to the writer in the book of Psalms, the, the 160 visions, here's why. Now, you can put your finger on this. You can put your finger on this, friend. Faulty leadership, faulty doctrine, faulty infallible men. Here's the message from David that I want you to hear tonight. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ in a world in turmoil and chaos, in a world where everything looks to be going out of control, I want to tell you, David has a word for you. He said, the mercy of God endures forever. And then who can begin to utter the mighty acts and the works of our God and our Lord? Blessed are they who do these two things. Now in the world that is in turmoil turmoil and chaos, in the world where people are getting what they wanted and losing what they have, you don't have to. No. David told us in, in in the third Uh, scripture in psalms division 106 he said if you'll keep his judgment and if you'll do righteousness at all times if you do those things and remember him he will visit you with salvation see we as christians children of god we're not living in the get what we want lose what we had repertoire no, we're doing and obeying the commands of God. His mercy to us endures forever. Glory to God. We keep his righteousness. And what does he do? He visits us. Because we remember him, he visits us with salvation. Look at that. He gives us preservation. Glory to God. He will keep us. He gives us deliverance. He will pull us out. He gives us healing he will heal our spiritual and physical body he keeps us safe he provides the shelter for us he makes us sound and he makes us whole the six works of salvation that you can depend on if you're willing to obey his commands keep his righteousness and remember him now friends i want to tell you that's a pretty good deal if you understand the significance of his manifestation and what he is manifesting to you in the plan of salvation. Now, there is good. I want you to get this now. There is good being poured out on the chosen. And we should rejoice in the salvation that changes a nation. Just because they've gone the direction of getting what they wanted losing what they wanted they had, there is still hope. His mercy endures forever. How are you going to do it? You're going to change a whole culture of people, a whole society? No. It's the same way you knock down a wall, my friend. I used to tell my football team, whenever you start looking at that brick wall and hitting it with a sledgehammer, I want to ask you a question. Was it the first hit that knocked down the wall, or was it the last one? Which one did it? Now it took all of them. What's my message? It takes you working one by one. One person at a time, one swing at a time, one move at a time, one witness at a time, one life decision at a time, one ability to choose how you behave and act to represent the witness of Jesus Christ, one at a time. Where can you begin? You can begin with your family. You can begin with your loved ones. You can begin with your children. Someone said, but Pastor Mike, I I have not lived a great life. I've I've tried to be a Christian, but i failed in so many ways. Well, all I can tell you is repent of it, step over it and go on and start living your life in front of your family in a way that represents Jesus Christ. What will happen? You'll be uh, keeping his commandment, keeping his righteousness, remembering him, and salvation will be produced and promoted for you. What comes from that? Good. Good. When good comes, salvation will be represented. There is good poured on the chosen, and you should rejoice because your nation, what is your nation? It's those that you influence. We've got so globally oriented that we never take into account my responsibility. Are those that I influence. Now watch what he said. He said that I make glory. In the inheritance. Well, of what? Salvation. Where? Both in my spirit. And in my natural self. Now David speaks to this problem. And it's been pervasive in his culture. Now, I want you to know it's pervasive in our culture too. But you don't have to Live in the get-what-you-want-lose-what-you-have mechanism. You can live in the victory and the good that is poured out upon the chosen. Pastor, how do I become the chosen? I make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. I learn the love of God that flows from my spirit. And I allow it to transform me. I allow it to speak to me. I allow it to give me orders and directions. There are four things I want to tell you that Jesus Christ out of the throne room of God wants to do. He wants to instruct you. He wants to direct you. He wants to guide you. All three of those mean he wants to communicate with you. But he desires to interact with you. If you will find the love of God, he will interact with you. And as he interacts with you, all of those communication, guide, lead, reprove, encourage, show, and give you what to speak will become available to you. And the next thing you know, you will begin to bring victory and glory and rejoicing into your circle of influence into your nation into your nation because you have expressed and lived and produced and provided the salvation of God to those you love you can change your nation your nation is those that you It may be only your family it may be only your children But when you influence them and you impact them, you will change through salvation and the goodness of God, that nation of which you are the influencer. We can overcome this thing, my friend, but it's not going to be. One man said, how do you eat elephants? The answer is one bite at a time. How do you change a country that's spinning out of control? One person, one impact, one influence, one moment of time individually that shares the good news where the Holy Spirit will then grip the heart and change the life of the individual. And it may take two or three or four or five times. I don't know how long it will take. But I know that under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you can change your nation, your circle of influence. God, I thank you for the word of God tonight. Bless it to the hearer. Encourage the hearer. Cause them to realize the importance of them turning their self back to the love of God getting the Spirit of God engrafted on the inside of them and then listening to the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit then take over their mind, will, and emotion so that they can receive it, receive what Jesus is saying, and then release it. And when you release Jesus, people change. I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you tonight in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, my high priest, my Lord and my God. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope it gives you some food for thought. We don't want to get what we want and then sacrifice uh, the things we had. Today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's our man in the Godhead, and he is prepared to do in your heart, in your life, in your circle of influence, exactly what the Word of God said that he would do. If you'll find him as Lord and as God, great things will begin to happen in your life and ministry. May God bless you until we speak again.